what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. Just as Jesus sent those disciples into that little village of Samaria with one message, Jesus Christ has sent you and I today into this lost and dying world. And we have one message. It is a message that Jesus Christ is coming again. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me please to the Gospel according to St. Luke. The Gospel according to St. Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9, we're going to pick it up in verse 51. Luke chapter 9 and verse 51 Luke chapter 9, verse 51, And it came to pass, when the time was come that he should be received up, he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem, and sent messengers before his face. And they went and entered into a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. And they did not receive him, because his face was as though he would go to Jerusalem. And when the disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, wilt thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them even as Elias did? And he turned and rebuked them and said, Ye know not what manner of spirit ye are of. For the Son of Man is not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went to another village. And I want to stop right there and use for a subject taken from verse 53. And they did not receive him. These events of which I've just read to you, although they are in the beginning chapters of the book of St. Luke, it marks the end of the first phase of Jesus' ministry. Up to this point in time, the Lord has been evangelizing, preaching the gospel, healing the sick, casting out devils and so forth. But now he's entering into phase 2, and we know this because verse 51 of Luke chapter 9 says, And it came to pass, when the time was come that he should be received up, he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. It was time for Jesus to be received up, to go to the Father. I want you to get this this morning. The only way that Jesus could go back to the Father was through the cross. And I want you to think about that for just a moment. 
The cross was the very reason that Jesus came into this world. And there was no other way for Jesus to ascend and go back to the Father unless he go by the way of the cross. Had Jesus said, I'm not going to do it, Jesus would have been sinning and Jesus would not have never ascended to the Father. Instead, he'd be in hell because he would have sinned. And the Bible says the wages of sin is death. So the only way to the Father was through the cross. And I submit to you this morning, the only way that you and I are going to get to the Father is through and by the cross of Christ. And the Bible says that Jesus steadfastly set his face. It is a strange statement. But it is a fulfillment of Bible prophecy. And you can find it in Isaiah 50 and verse 7. Dana, if you will, put it on the screen. Isaiah 50 and verse 7. For the Lord God will help me. Therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set my face like a flint. And I know that I shall not be ashamed. To set one's face like a flint means to be courageous, means to be firm, to have a resolve to do something, to perform a certain task, and it doesn't matter what somebody else says, it doesn't matter what somebody else thinks, it doesn't matter the hatred and the opposition that may come against you, you have made up your mind that you're going to do a certain thing. And Jesus Christ set his face like a flint toward Jerusalem because he knew his time was come to go to the cross to save mankind. And no demons and devils in hell was going to stop him. And let me tell you something this morning ladies and gentlemen that is the resolve that you and I today are going to have to have in order to make heaven your home you've got to set your face like a flint Jesus said if you're going to come after me you're going to have to deny yourself and take up the cross daily and follow me and that's what it's going to take to make it he set his face like a flint but on his way to Jerusalem, if you look in verse 52, Luke chapter 9 and verse 52. The Bible says he sent messengers into a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. When the children of Israel went into the promised land, they conquered the Canaanites. The Gergesites, the Parasites, the Terminites. And when all of the Canaanites were conquered, the land was divided up among the tribes of Israel, and a 1,400-square-mile area was given over to the tribes of Ephraim and Manasseh. With Bethel to the south and Mount Carmel to the north, it was one of the most beautiful, fertile 
pieces of real estate in all of Israel. This area became known as Samaria. During the time of the kings, a city was built. The city became the capital of the northern kingdom under King Jeroboam I for a short period of time. And it was conquered by the Assyrians. And as they came in and conquered the city, many of the Jews were carried off into captivity and some few Jews were allowed to stay. And as the Assyrians moved into the city, over a period of time, intermarriages took place between these two races, a thing which was forbidden of the Jews to do, to intermarry with another race. And these two races coming together formed a new race known as the Samaritans. When the Jews were released from captivity and Zerubbabel came in with a group of Jews to rebuild the temple. And then later under Nehemiah, another group would come to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem the Samaritans wanted to help in these efforts, but their efforts were denied. The Jews said, we got this. We don't need your help. And the Samaritans said, okay. And instead of helping the Jews, they hindered the Jews. They stood in opposition against them for building the temple and the temple walls. Their efforts failed. And when they saw that their efforts failed, they said, well, we're just going to build our own temple. And that's what they did. They went off and built their own temple in Mount Gerizim, and they created their own religion. Listen to me now. They used the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible written by Moses. They used the Pentateuch as their sole book. They stated, now listen to this, that the coming Messiah was no greater than Moses. Their religion was a mixture of paganism and Judaism. But yet they had their foundation on a part of the Word of God. Let me stop right there for just a moment and deal with this. Any group of people who build their religion, build a doctrine on just a part of the Word of God, that's a cult. And you don't need to be mixed up in such. Let me go a step further. 
When you have a group of people that say the Bible, that's good, that's God's Word, but you need this book over here, it is equal to and just as important as the Word of God. You've got a cult, and you don't need to be tangled up in that. One other statement here. Any group of people, and I don't care who it is, that says that this right here or this person is equal to Jesus Christ, that's a cult. And again, you don't need to be tangled up in such. Such an acute hatred built up between the Jews and the Samaritans the Jews would not go through Samaria to get to Galilee, but instead they would take a three days journey going miles out of the way and would go around by Jordan to get to Galilee because they didn't want to deal with the Samaritans. Racism, hatred, religious animosity, to such an extent that you would want to go miles out of the way to avoid a certain group of people. I wonder today how many of our churches fall into that same category. We, we, we don't go to that church over there because they raise their hands and they shout a little bit and they get a little bit loud and the preacher, he jumps up and down and walks all around and, and we, we just don't believe in all of that so we just don't have anything to do with them folks over there. Well, them folks over there, well, you know, they're just too quiet and the preacher just stands behind the pulpit and he reads his sermon and we just don't want anything to do with them folks over there. Oh, let me just bring it on down to where it's at. We're not going to go to that church over there because that's where black folks go to. We're not going to go to that church because that's a predominantly white church. Division. We are just divided today in the church as, the, as Israel of old and the Samaritans were way back yonder. And let me go so far as to say this. In America today, our nation is divided right down the middle. Actually, we're divided in all kind of different directions today, to be honest with you. Division. Hatred. Racism. But Jesus did not let the hatred stop him from going to Samaria. The Samaritans, they had all kind of weird thoughts about the Messiah. That did not stop Jesus from going to visit the Samaritans. The racial hatred was so hot between the Jews and the Samaritans, but that did not stop Jesus Christ from going into the Samaritans. Why? Because the Bible says in Luke 9, verse 52, He sent messengers. 
He sent messengers before his face. He sent the messengers in there with the greatest message the Samaritan people could ever hear. What was the message? Jesus is coming. Glory to God. Jesus is coming. That's the greatest message that any town, any village, any city, any group of people could ever hear. Jesus Christ is coming. Glory to God. I feel that this morning. Everywhere Jesus went, the blinded eyes were opened. Everywhere Jesus went, the deaf were made to hear again. Everywhere Jesus went, if there was a demon, a devil that, that was possessing an individual, Jesus would cast that demon, would cast that devil out of the person, and they would come back into their right mind. If there was a funeral going on, when Jesus came on to the scene, he would raise the dead and turn that funeral into a shouting service. Jesus was coming. Jesus was coming. If you're lost, you can be saved today because Jesus is coming. Glory to God. Let me tell you something today, friendship church. Jesus Christ is coming. Oh, let me back up and start again. Jesus Christ, he's not only coming, but this morning he is here in this service today because he said wherever two or three are gathered together in my name, there I will be in the midst of them. Jesus Christ is in the house today. And if you need healing, He's here. If you need salvation, He is here. Whatever your need is today, Jesus Christ is here. And He can meet that need. And He does it today because of what He did for us at Calvary's cross. Glory to God. Going into Samaria with one message, Jesus is coming. Oh, glory to God, let me tell you. Just as Jesus sent those disciples into that little village of Samaria with one message, Jesus is coming. Jesus Christ has sent you and I today, His present disciples, into this lost and dying world full of hatred and racism and religious divide and we have one message and it's not a message of how to tell people how to get rich it's not a message on how to be a better you it is a message that Jesus Christ is coming again glory to God tell others about it sing about it shout about it Jesus is coming Jesus is coming Oh, Brother James, there's an election coming. Oh, but Jesus is coming. Glory to God. Well, right around the corner, it's Christmas time, and Santa Claus is coming. Now, let me tell you, Jesus Christ is coming. Glory to God. Well, he's coming back on a silver cloud from glory. He's going to take me away I'm looking now at the signs of his appearing it won't be long it may just be today are you ready are you ready 
It's time to get your glad bags packed, ladies and gentlemen, because Jesus Christ is coming back, and He's coming back with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. And the Bible says that the dead in Christ is going to rise first. Then you and I, which are alive and remain, are going to be called up to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Glory to God. Jesus is coming. That's the message today. All the things going on in the world today. The church is looking at all the signs and they're trying to figure out who the Antichrist is. I'm not looking for any Antichrist. I'm looking for the Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord of glory. That's the one I'm looking for. Amen, little brother. You go right on ahead. Out of the mouths of babes and sucklings, thou hast perfected praise. Glory to God. It's amazing when God has to use a little kid to show us older ones what we're supposed to be doing. Glory to God. We got something to shout about this morning. We got something to get happy about this morning. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. That was the message. They went into the village to make ready for Jesus coming. And that's what you and I are supposed to be doing in the world today, to get people prepared for Jesus coming. But the Bible says that they did not receive him. You think of that. They did not receive him. Well, what happened to these people? If they didn't receive Jesus Christ, those people are in hell right now. How many from then until now are like these Samaritans. They would not receive Him. And they're in hell right now. How many under the sound of my voice right now? Sir, you have been given opportunity after opportunity to get it right with God. But for some reason you keep holding back. You will not receive Christ as your Savior. Sir, you need to do it now. Madam, you need to do it now. Young lady, you need to do it now. Young man, you need to accept Christ now. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Don't wait for tomorrow. You're not promised tomorrow. You only have right now. And God has extended His hand to you today to be saved. You say, I'll do it on my deathbed. There's no guarantee that you'll have a deathbed. There's no guarantee if you do make it to a deathbed that you'll even be in your right mind and have the faculties to make a decision to accept Christ as your Savior. 
You come to God on His terms. You don't come to God on your terms and say, I'll get saved when I get ready. You get saved when God the Holy Ghost gives you permission to get saved. And God is dealing with some of you. He's been dealing with some of you for years. And you say, I'll do it later. There's so many in hell that had that same idea. They're in torments. And they're thinking about that opportunity that they had to accept Christ. And they missed it. You keep putting it off, sir, and you're going to miss it. You're going to miss the most beautiful place in all of the universe, heaven. And you're going to end up in hell because you will not receive Him. I'm not finished with this message today. There's another part to it. And it's going to take me a little while to dig into that and to steer you in a certain direction because I've dealt with some of the loss today that did not receive Him. But in Christianity, there are those who have received Him, but they're falling under the influence of some things, and if they're not careful, they're going to miss it. I want to deal with that next week. program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252-299-4234. This program is an outreach ministry of friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com, click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And now we're having worship service inside the church every Sunday morning at 930. As well, we're also having Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are being broadcast to the parking lot for those who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.